time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. See us online at roadmapfinancial.com. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness, uh, 10 questions to ask to assess how ready you are for retirement. If you're retiring this year, well, it's going to be really essential to get some concrete answers to these questions. If you're still a couple of years from the milestone, you're still going to want to be thinking about these questions, but you've got some time uh, to work through some of these answers. But it's time to start getting a little bit more serious about your retirement. To walk us through all of that, we're going to turn to Glenn. And Glenn, I hope you're doing well this week. What's up in your world? Okay, Walter. Yeah, no, we're we're doing we're doing well. We uh, we're gearing up here. Actually, actually, I shouldn't say gearing up. We're in the beginning stages of the of the busyness of uh, of tax season. So, yes, you know, uh, your favorite time we, of year. You get, yeah, you get nice yes, and busy. <laughs> so we uh, yeah we we obviously uh, prepare taxes in our office and um, you know and so it's uh, it's starting to get a little hectic. Do you uh, do you enjoy that part of the? I mean, I know you're not going to say no. I hate it here on the air, but I mean, do you do you get a kick out of like the the tax prep side of things? Is it more of a necessary evil for you, or it's like you like it, but yeah, you just got to gear up for it this time of year? What's your uh, does it bring you joy? Tax season. <laughs> Well, I don't know about joy. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're you're ready for it. Now, I I don't actually do tax preparation. Our CPA does that, but um, you know, we you know we we you know I, I deliver a lot of tax returns. You know, we we talk. You know, I talk to a lot of clients about um, you know different strategies and whatnot, coordinated with you know with you know with the tax preparation and that and that kind of thing. And so it's really just tax aware type planning and. You know, so folks, you know, you know, get an idea of what's what's going on. So it, um, so when you know, we, you, you know, you do planning like that, you know, throughout the year, and when, when you know, when you're doing, you know, planning with your you know, with clients, and of course, you know, the tax return is, is you know, where a lot of things show up, so so to speak, it's kind of almost like a report card, if you will, and um, you know, we just, you know, we. It's a regular part of life, so you know it's it's you know it's what they say, death and taxes, right? Yes. <laughs> so yes. so it's so we're you know so we're here, so we you know we we're going to be busy now for the next couple months, and um, you know, and then hopefully when we get to the middle of April, uh, kind of calm back down and be a little bit normal. Well, whenever you get to this time of year, also I'm sure it provides a nice time to just sort of check in, if you will, what's with uh, with what's going on, kind of in your uh, in your financial life and what improvements might need to be made. So probably pretty good timing here to have our ten point checklist. So let's dive in and uh, get rolling on the checklist today. Here, Glenn, uh, number one on our ten point checklist is to ask yourself: Do I know exactly how much income I will need every month? in retirement why do we start right off with the income question well walter i mean in, income planning is foundational for retirement right because you're moving from you know you're, if you're you know obviously used to the work a day world and either getting a paycheck from as an employee or if you're a business owner and you know you you know you have probably pay yourself some sort some sort of a salary and then have business profits but as you transition away from you know from that that phase of life and you go into into retirement now you're drawing income from different sources right i mean it's not coming from your labor so to speak 
you know, it's maybe coming from your past labor, you know, and money that you put away into retirement accounts and kind of deferred some things off or, you know, depending upon how you how you positioned it. But but in essence, you're you know, you're living off of more savings, you know, possibly pension money, depending upon if you've got you know pensions in your in the household or not. You also have Social Security. So it's just like, you know, you've got to think in terms of putting that plan together. And typically for the I think for the average you retiree, you know, there, there's there's a variety of income coming in from different sources that is, you know, that's kind of different than than um, you know when you think about the you know, most people when they're in their working years, it's 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 pretty much their salary and and you know when they what they work for, and it's there's not too many lines on the tax return for most people, you know, in their in their working years, it's 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 pretty straightforward. But when you come into the, you know, in the retirement, it's, you know, you're drawing from, you know, several different, you know, places. And, and so you have income from here, income from there. And, you know, and then you have to think and start thinking about the, the tax treatment and how much are you actually going to be left with, you know, at, you know in, in terms of net versus gross. It, it's important. It's important planning. And like I say, it's, it's really foundational to, you know, to retirement planning. Yeah, that's why income pops up as a key word in a lot of our conversations. But let's go on to checklist item number two here. Do I know which account I should withdraw from first? That's a question probably a lot of people haven't considered until they get closer to retirement, right? Like, okay, yeah, I've got a 401k and IRA and and, and Social Security and this over here. What's the order of operations, right? Right. Well, yeah, and you know, and and so it, you know, that, again, it comes back into that same notion of income planning, and you know, and tax aware planning, and being, you know, and then thinking in terms of, well, if I draw from here, will there be implications, you know, on on taxes, you know, um, you know, would I, am I going to be more? Is it going to be more advantageous to let something else defer and grow for a little while longer? There's a number of pieces to that puzzle, and not everybody has the same puzzle as we've talked about in terms of not having a you know one size fits all. But, you know, you, you kind of think in terms of, you know, it's, it's important to, to, you know, to know, well, where am I going to start drawing from? And sometimes it's a combination, right? It might not just be one account. You might be drawing, you know, you know, some from here and some from there. And then a few years down the line, maybe it you know, kind of shifts over and switches a bit. So again, it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together, and you know, and, and we're looking for efficiency, right? So the, you know, there's not there's not excess money go, you know, going for taxes and and whatnot because you know I like to say, and you know, not not all accounts and not all not all dollars are are, are created equal, right? I mean, there's if there's dollars that are subject to taxation and dollars that are that are not subject to taxation or potentially subject to less taxation, depending upon how you how you draw them out. Then you know, then that's important to know because you know, and, and for a lot of people, you know, their biggest expense in retirement, you know, it can be taxes. You know, and it may, may have even been true when they in their working years, but again, it, it becomes a little bit more complicated, you know, and tricky for for a lot of p- folks in uh, in retirement just simply because you're drawing from different places and you're having multiple streams of income, and they're not necessarily all treated the same way in the in, in the tax code. So it's it's really it's really kind of critical to to get an idea of how that works, and it, that doesn't mean you have to be a, a tax expert, but you know yourself, but you you want to be working with folks who are who are um, you know or tax aware and can help you put together a plan that, that, that takes all that into account. Good points there. And so it naturally leads into that was sort of the wider view of what's the order to withdraw from. But let's zero in a little bit on Social Security because that kind of deserves its own little question here. So that'll be number three on our 10-point checklist. Do I know the ideal time to take Social Security? Something you got to figure out for everybody who walks through the door. 
Sure. No, it's 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 critically important, right? And you know, you have different situations, right? You have you have single folks, you have married couples, you have you know maybe a married couple that that has a you know wide range in terms of either earning you know earning uh, um, history or and or age, right? I mean, and so so sometimes it makes sense to have one person take social security early and then have the other one delay. Sometimes it makes sense to particularly in single single folks, you really have to determine you know well does it make sense. To to delay? Should I work a couple more years? You know, should I possibly draw down on some of my assets and, and defer Social Security? There are a lot of questions there that um, you know that, that come into play, and it really needs some analysis. And you know, we have obviously software that you know can help us you know determine that, and it gives us a starting place, right? And then we and then we you know we always want to put something you know that you know a planning element into into the proper context, and then discuss you know you know what are the pros and the cons of doing this versus that. And, you know, and, and so, you know, it, it, anything we start with, we, you know, we start with, with building blocks and foundational pieces, and then we, and then we have to, you know, kind of fit that, you know, to the particular situation and, you know, and, and somebody's life and lifestyle and what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. And so, as like I say, I mean, it's, it's not a one size fits all. And so not everybody's going to be taking social security at the, at, you know, at the same time, you know, we, you know, even if they're doing planning, right. And, you know, you might think, well, gosh, you know, my, my situation's similar to to, to this person over there, but there might be one or two small things that make it a little different. And so, you know, you really, you really need to do some analysis because, you know, typically when you turn on that social security, I mean, there, there might be some scenarios where you maybe get a second chance to, to re-decide that, but it becomes more difficult. And, and in certain cases, you know, it, it might be prohibitive. So, you know, you really want to make sure that before you actually, you know, pull the trigger there, you, you want to make sure that you know, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and is it going to have uh, implications, you know, you know, across everything. And, and, you know, social security is, is that unique thing in, 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 in the tax code too, that it's, you know, that, that income coming in from your social security benefit is not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. And so that goes into the mix too, in terms of, you know, do you have a pension? You know, do you have, you know, retirement accounts, you know, are those retirement accounts, you know, tax favored or, you know, do you have any Roth accounts? Do you have, you know, is it, or is, you know, most everything that you've got, you know, pre-tax, you know, and it's going to be taxed when it comes out. All that interacts with your Social Security, and that's part of the analysis. Very helpful, Glenn, no doubt about it. So, so far, three good checklist items. Take a breath. We'll move on into the next one here. Uh, we'll change gears just a little bit from kind of talking about that order of operations to talking a little bit about risk over these next couple of questions. And the first one here, Glenn, number four on our list, have I addressed longevity risk so that I don't outlive my money? living a long time being a risky thing not something we typically think about when we're younger is it no it's not and, and but you know it's but it's important to think in terms of right and and that's you know that's not something that really was the case you know you really didn't think in terms of that you know many many years ago you know and maybe even a generation or two ago because you know a lot of folks had pensions right and you know still there are some folks that have pensions today but they're becoming you know fewer and fewer and you know when when you have a pension you know you know you're going to get that income for life and possibly for you know for your life and your and your spouse too right Whereas you know, if you don't have a, if you don't have a uh, a pension and you're and you're drawing from your retirement accounts and you know and just from and from your savings, 
it's not necessarily, you know, reliable income for the rest of your life, you know, unless you really start to plan that way. And maybe, you you know, maybe you segment some of your money out to create your own personal pension. And there's ways of doing that. But it's, it's, it's critically important that, you know, that, you know, that you, you're going to have, you're going to have cash flow and income to support your lifestyle in retirement. And, you know, that needs to become part of the, of the overall equation. And, you know, and, and you know, and part, and part of that plan, right? Right? Because, you know, it's a lot different, you know, to actually be living in retirement and the planning that goes into that. And when you're transitioning from the accumulation phase into the preservation and distribution phase. Right. And that's 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 significantly different you know, planning and it needs to be part of it. And, you know, and unfortunately, the not the entire industry, you know, in, in terms of you know financial services is necessarily oriented to that. You know, I mean, there's there's an awful lot of folks out there who are, you know, who are advisors who really specialize in accumulation, which is fantastic. You know, I mean, that's that's something to to look look for, you know, in, in certain in certain phases of life. But those those same people that have the, that strength there may not be may not have the same skill set when it comes to retirement, retirement income planning and making sure the money lasts through all types of market environments, because it's, you know, your rates of return are not necessarily, you know, equ- you know, they, they don't necessarily equate to, you know, to drawing money out consistently for, you know, for income and, and whether you have whether you whether you're needing to take money out or whether you're forced to take money out through required distributions, it plays a role in terms of how, how long you're money will last simply because of a thing we call sequence of returns risk meaning that if you know if you're taking money out while the market is down right or while your account values are down it becomes it becomes challenging to make that money last as long as it needs to you know last because you know when whatever you take out not only you know does it not have a have a chance to recover but it, it typically in a lot of cases it's also going to be taxed and so you know now now you're in a wholly different scenario than what you were when you were when you were accumulating and saving for retirement versus living in retirement and actually drawing money out. Great points across the board so far, Glenn. So we've talked a little bit about uh, these different types of risks that start popping up in a financial plan. And another area where we see risk is anytime we're in the market. And so that would be number five on our 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness. Am I prepared to handle market volatility? Everybody should be asking themselves this question after the last year or so that we've gone through. Sure. Well, and that's why I say, it, you know, I mean, I kind of touched on that also a little bit in the previous about longevity risk, right? Because, you know, when you're, it's, it's really important. There's, you know, there's several things about volatility and market volatility that, you know, that, that are, that are critical to understand. You know, one is the, your psychology around it. How are you emotionally when, you know, when you see markets go up and markets go down and you see the fluctuations in your, in your accounts, you know, that's, that's one piece and that's a whole different conversation. But in terms of, in terms of, you know, when we're thinking about retirement, you know, and, you know, and where your, where your cash flow is going to become, you know, be coming from and, and, you know, where your income is coming from, you know, you have to think in terms of, well, you know, am I, when am I, you know, am I drawing money out, you know, now do I have other, do I have, you know, do I have maybe some other buckets of money, so to speak, that I can draw from while the market is down and let the market, market-based market accounts recover. There's a, there's a whole lot of things there, but the key is, is making sure that you're prepared to handle that, be, you know, because it's, you know, it's, in, you know, invariably that you're going to, they're going to be market cycles and, and economic cycles that, you know, that cause, you know, rising and falling markets through time. It's, it's, it's never just a, you know, one direction, you know, type of market. So there's lots of things that are going on there and really, you know, you know, 
need to make sure that you have a plan that's built to last and, you know, and, and, and that you're going to be okay, you know, through, you know, through market volatility, you know, or, you know, or if, you know, if things are, are kind of okay, you know, and, and going along quote unquote, you know, normally, you know, it's, it's, you know, that you've got to be prepared for everything. It's just like, you know, you prepare for the worst and hope for the best, right, Walter? Absolutely. It's a great point. And um, it's why we so often will kind of create these plans that, hey, we we hope this is the best thing to follow, but we're going to plan for this bad scenario and uh, stress test portfolios and go through all that kind of stuff. So really important to do that. The next topic has also been top of mind lately after being a somewhat dormant topic, I would say, for a while, Glenn. And that, of course, is inflation. And so number six on our checklist of questions is, do you have a plan for uh, combating inflation? How does one uh, go about doing that? Right. Well, I mean, it's challenging, Walter. Right. I mean, one of the key things is is when you're when you're when you're looking at your you know your retirement you know income planning, you have to you know think in terms of do are there any are there any pieces of the puzzle that, that that you're putting together you know with your you know with your advisor that are going to give you the ability to have potentially increasing income over time. Right. There's a number of ways to achieve that, but it but it does need to be a you know strategic plan as to how you get here from there, right? And you know, and, and the you know, you've got you know, you've got social security, which tends to have, you know, you know, cost of living pieces, you know, and, you know, that that's gonna that's gonna happen. However, one of the things that happens with social security is is that you know that, that your Medicare premiums are are, are typically to, you know, taken you know taken out of there for at least for Medicare Part B, and so oftentimes you you'll see increases of you know of, of the Medicare premiums at the same time that you're seeing increases in the social security benefits. So there is some there's some element of of inflation protection there, but but it's not necessarily as much as you might think. You know, most pensions are, you know, uh, most pensions that I've seen anyway are, are pretty much the, the, you know, once that once it's turned on, it, it stays pretty much what it, you know, what it is through time. Now, there are some there are some pensions that have cost of living increases, uh, but, you know, they're fewer and far between. And sometimes, they, you know, even if they have an increase, it doesn't necessarily keep pace. So you, you have to kind of think in terms of how are you positioning your money? Are you, you know, you, are you going to be drawing it out? There's a, there's a, there's a lot of different strategies on how to do that, but it's 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 important that it be part of your overall planning and particularly your your income planning. All right, we are making our way through this list very nicely. We've got four more points to hit here, Glenn. And so the next one is also, I would say, falling into that risk category and also dovetails very nicely back into the conversation we had at the start of today's show about taxes. And so that would be asking yourself, and again, this is an order to see if you're prepared for retirement. Ask yourself, am I prepared for the possibility of future tax increases which uh, we feel pretty confident about is, is probably going to be something we face in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think I think you have to plan that way, right? I mean, you you know, and I I think you know when you look at the you know the the structure of what's going on you know within our society and with within our government, I mean that there's I mean there's there's runaway deficits, you know, the national debt is you know is is increasing you know pretty dramatically, it's, you know, especially through these you know through the COVID years, it really you know kind of exploded even beyond the you know what was already at a, at, a, at a pace that was that was kind of unnerving you know for a lot of folks. 
And so you have to ask the question, well, where does government receive their, you know, the, the, the money, you know, it, and it's, it's largely from, you know, from taxes, right? So, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, do you think that there's going to be higher taxes in the future? Do you think they're going to likely stay the same? Do you think they're going to go down? Most people I talk to, you know, feel certain that, you know, or at least pretty confident that, that, the, you know, that the likelihood is, is that there's going to be higher taxes in the future. And so that plays into, you know, your overall retirement planning and particularly your income planning in terms of, you know, do you have a pension? You know, pensions are typically going to be subject to taxation, right? You know, are there, you know, do, what about your retirement accounts? You know, are, you know, you have pre-tax or traditional, you know, IRAs and, and 401ks and that type of an account, or do you have, you know, you know, do you have more money in the Roth? Do you have the, you know, do you have the, you know, the, the right mix, so to speak? You know, it's, it's uh, for a lot of folks, it's, it's really important to, you know, to have some money in, in, in each, but do you have, is it possible to have too much money in, in the pre-tax accounts, you know, versus the Roth accounts? And then from a tax perspective, it can be because it can throw you into higher brackets, particularly, you know, when you set, you know, when you start taking required distributions, if you don't need them before then, or maybe you're taken a little less than that and then suddenly you know you're you know now you're now you're having to take you know more money out of those accounts and if they have yet, have yet to be taxed and there's tax you know increases in the future or tax rate in, increases in the future you know that can create you know all you know a, a, quite a bit of a of a challenge and the other piece of that is is that typically you know most married couples you know there there's it's going to be a scenario where you know, in, in all likelihood, you know, one person is going to predecease the other and there's going to be a surviving spouse. And then when that happens, now you have a scenario where you've got a single filer, which means that they are going to get into the next tax bracket, you know, twice as fast. And there's also going to be the, the dynamic of that they're, you know, at least their standard deduction, which is what most people have in retirement, the standard deduction is going to get cut in half. So it's it's important to really understand the the implications of what you know what taxes and you know and, and, and future tax rates you know can you know can play into how you know how is your money going to last and you know, do you have a do you have a plan that, that is that is built for you know or takes into consideration you know what what tax rates might be in the future. All right, Glenn. How about this next one, number eight on our checklist? Do I have a plan to address healthcare costs? How many people walk into your office with a, a good plan in place already for healthcare uh, when they start talking about retirement with you? Yeah, I mean, Walter, that's that's. I mean, it's pretty rare, you know. I mean, most most people are starting to get a sense of it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kind of start thinking about you know Medicare, you know, and you know, and some people you know work beyond sixty five, and then it's a question is, is well, do I go on Medicare? Do I stay on the you know the plan at work? Maybe there, you know, there's a spouse, and maybe there's a an age difference, or you know, maybe maybe one is on the other person's, you know, uh, the you know, the, on their on their healthcare plan at work, and then you have to you know you have to look at all those different scenarios and see. But then you also have the you know the the longer down the line, you know, questions about you know is it, you know, what about long term care, you know, because that kind of you know it's not exactly the same as as you know as your day to day healthcare, but it obviously becomes that in certain situations, and that can also play into it. So you know, yeah, really. Again, you want to plan for the worst and hope for the best. But you know, it's it's different planning when you're in your retirement years. 
numbers than it is that when you're when you're uh, when you're you know working along in your in your accumulation years and you're you're saving for retirement. You know, typically you're going to be on the you know the healthcare plan at work, or maybe you're on the healthcare plan at your spouse's work, and then it be then it becomes a, a different scenario. I mean, it shifts around, and you know you 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 have to have at least a found you know a, a a little bit of an understanding of how Medicare works. You know, you want to be working with, you know, an agent that can help you. And, you know, probably it, it, it's a good idea to, to, to talk to at least one or two, uh, you know, independent agents that, you know, they can look at a variety of different plans, that, you know, to help you plan for that. And, you know, you know, and it may sound, it may sound a little bit, you know, you know, quirky, but, you know, you really kind of think, want to think in terms of that, you know, coordinating it with your, with your overall financial planning too, right. And your, and your retirement planning, because, you know, it's, it's all interconnected. Like, as I was saying before, you know, Medicare, you know, typically, you know, if you, if you activate your social security benefits that, and you're, and you're at age 65 or older, they're going to, they're going to begin to withdraw your, you know, your, your Medicare Part B premium, possibly Medicare Part D, if your income is a bit higher, you know, so that that can impact your your income that you may may or may not have you know been entirely prepared for. So you really need to get an idea of what's going on and coordinate all of those pieces. You know, they're they're, they're all interconnected, right? And and they're and they're all interdependent. All in, it, it connected. I think that's just a great way to kind of absorb this whole checklist. You know, it's kind of like uh, the foundation of a home. You know, all of these things help support that home through tough times. And if we have any weak spots here, it can it can expose some of these other elements, some of these other areas of the financial house uh, to peril. You know, to to pain potentially. So we got to make sure we don't have any of these uh, weak links in our portfolios and in our financial plans. Now we get to this next one, Glenn. This one's looking forward a little bit, uh, maybe uh, into the distance than a lot of people are viewing at this stage of life, but it's an important thing to consider as well. And that would be, do I have my legacy plan nailed down? Another important element for people to use in their retirement preparation. Well, it, it is Walter, and you know, and that, and that's, and that's, a, that's really, a, it's a different question for for everyone, uh, as 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 are most. But you know, I mean, it, there's different different people have different fi- you know family dynamics or things that they want to do. You know, um, I have some clients that that it's really important for them to you know to you know to leave money to causes that they care about or to you know kids and grandkids. I have other other clients that maybe they don't have kids and grandkids, and you know, and and so you know, it's it's it becomes a less you know less important you know piece of of, of their of their overall planning. You know, I mean, I have some some folks that say, you know what, I'd like to leave as much as I can to the kids and grandkids, but I you know, but I don't really you know, I'm not I don't want to uh, you know take away from my own retirement, you know, and that's probably more often than not that you know that 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 scenario is, is you know comes into play, but but it's a conversation that we need to have when we want to know how do we want to position things you know is are there ways of of going into particular you know or positioning different accounts you know in certain ways that you know that you can kind of um, you know, have multiple benefits. You know, sometimes you know, there there are things that you can do that that might have an enhanced death benefit and also give you know income benefits. You know, simultaneously and you know depending upon if something is utilized or or used all the way through. If you have a you know if you have a longer life or if something cuts your life short, 
you know, and in terms of how things pass on, there's a lot, there's a lot of ways to plan for this, but it's, it's, it's important to, you know, to have a conversation about and, you know, and make sure that, that you're addressing, you know, all of the, all of those concerns and desires, you know, in your overall plan. And, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it's vastly different. You know, some people are very concerned about what they're going to do legacy wise for, you know, for, in, in terms of the finances, you know, and then other folks are just like, well, whatever's left over, it will go to, you know, to the kids and grandkids, or, or maybe they have a, you know, a few causes or, you know, or charities that they have picked out. But it's, you know, again, we, we want to make sure that we're dotting those I's and crossing those T's and, and having those conversations to make sure that, you know, we don't have unintended consequences just because, you know, a, a conversation wasn't completed. Well, Glenn, we get to our final step of the process here on the retirement uh, preparedness checklist. Item number 10 would be, do I have any current investments or products I don't fully understand? So we're really getting to comprehension now being a really important part of the checklist. Yeah, no, I think I think that's very important, Walter. I mean, you know, I mean, it's something that you know that that, that unfortunately is out there more more than than you would hope, right? Where folks don't fully understand what they, you know, what they have. You know, a lot of times there there are situations where they they may have kind of understood things, or maybe they really understood it. You know, something that they put in place, so you know, a while back. But you know, you know, time goes by. You know, a few years here, and then, you know, it's maybe maybe it was a long time that you put you, ago that you put something in place and you kind of you know start you know your your uh, maybe your just your memory kind of fades a little bit about why you did certain things or maybe your situation changes and maybe maybe you know what you thought was going to be the future you know you know a few years back turns out that it's like hey we you know things took a little different turn so then you have to ask yourself the question you know do, does you know does the current positioning of these assets make make sense like it did a few years ago or do I need to try to look at you know possibly shifting some things around but it's it's really important that and 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 to me I, th- I think it's critically important that any type of planning needs to have a certain element of flexibility to it you know you don't want to corner yourself into it's like okay well I know exactly how every last thing is going to happen and so I'm going to do this 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 and this and maybe this 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 and this would work perfectly if everything stayed the same but I you know I, I very rarely see a scenario where where life just is you know, is, is 100% predictable. Normally there's a lot of dynamics that happen, you know, whether it be in the economy or the markets and, or, you know, and, and things in life, you know, and, and, you know, and family members and different things that, that, you know, that, that happen that it's like, Oh, well, I, I, now, now that this has happened, I'd like to do that, you know? And, and, and so you want to have some element of planning in, in your, in your overall, in your overall retirement plan that, that allows you to have some flexibility within that plan. Well, Glenn, I appreciate you walking through all of these different scenarios, all these different questions that we need to be asking folks. And that is the 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness. So if you've got questions about anything that we've talked about today or want to set up a time to meet for a free consultation with Glenn at Roadmap Financial Consulting, you can do that uh, either in the office in Greensboro or remotely from wherever you are by calling 336-291-3535. 336-291-3535, or go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. Look for the free consultation button on the page, and you can schedule time to meet right from your smartphone or computer. Very easy to do it. Again, check it out online at roadmapfinancial.com. Well, Glenn, thank you for all the help on the checklist today, and we'll look forward to another good episode with you next week. All right, Walter, take care. 
See everybody next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.